America, this is Matt Craig broadcasting another episode of X-Frost Live. Today's segment is Champions of Food, and we've got a special guest, Christina Curry from the Ohio Valley Nursing Home on the line with us today. She's been in food service uh, for 17 years. Uh, welcome, Christina. How are things in Parkersburg? Things are gray and gloomy here today, but uh, work is going well, so can't complain. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. It's actually, uh, we're here in Columbus, Ohio, and the sun is shining, so we can't share that with you. Um, Jealous. But uh, getting kicked off, we're actually going to start with a little bit of an icebreaker, um, and we're going to do this for everybody. And real quick, I will mention, this is the original champion of food, Christina Curry. So this is our first podcast. Uh, We're leading this off with Christina, Um, and want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, But... Christina, what is your all-time favorite meal? Oh, I always answer that question with another question, and it's to cook or to eat. We're going to have to um, go both, yeah. Let's, let's do both. <laughs> All right. Um, goodness, it changes from day to day. So <laughs> to eat is probably biscuits and gravy. It's my all-time favorite comfort food. Um, it's filling, and then I can go back a couple hours later when I'm still hungry. Um, to make, I like making eggs of any kind, um, a really good pork dish that I make. So I'm just kind of a jack of all trades. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd imagine that, uh, being in food service, cooking is kind of your thing. Um, so we found at least. It is, it is. It becomes (laughs) kind of a all consuming in your everyday life. Hmm. Awesome. Um, well, good choices. Uh, and um, so now kind of getting along into some of the information piece of, uh, of what you're doing, uh, we'd like to paint a picture for everyone listening uh, with really how much of an impact you're making in your community um, and at Ohio Valley. Uh, and so let's try and quantify uh, for everybody. <clears throat> and the way we came up with this is, so how many meals do you serve each day? So how many people are you feeding? Well, right now, I wanted to actually touch base on that. We're not kind of um, your typical nursing facility. Mm-hmm. We're actually a long-term health facility, which means that we have long-term people as well as short-term that are just here to do um, physical therapy because we do have that whole department here. Mm-hmm. Um, so on average, we do about we have about 63 residents, and we serve them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. However, we actually operate a full restaurant. So we don't have meal times. They're not required to eat between these hours or any of that. Our restaurant is open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. The residents are welcome to order, for the most part, anything they'd like all day. Wow. So you guys, I mean, that's that's a full hours. I mean, mean, you're open the full day. Yes. Yes, we are. So that's a bit of a wild card. You guys got to be on your toes all the time then. We do, but um, my mentality is, especially when it comes to food, food, I get, I get emotional when I tell this, you know, doctors give prescriptions and they can cure people of things, Mm -hmm. but there's a section of your soul that food touches. Everybody has a memory regarding food, everybody, whether it's good or bad. Um, I have a resident in here who won't eat chicken because his dad was a chicken farmer and he (laughs) slaughtered chickens his whole life. I have another resident in here who would absolutely love me to make her a casserole because her husband didn't like them, so she never ate them when she was married. Hmm. And just food has all sorts of different memories, and it touches a certain part of you, and I 
feel like it heals a certain part of you. Hmm. That's, uh, that resonates. Uh, in what, you know, Matt and I have found, I, I know I'm speaking for him as well right here, but I, I bet he agrees. It's uh, food to touch on. It's universal. You're, you're exactly right. And it's the perfect way to kind of reach somebody. And it's, we've found that, you know, now being in, in this industry and I can't touch 17 years, but in the short time we've even been involved, it, it, it is, it is an awesome way to kind of interact and touch people. And that is so cool to hear. Um, and, uh, yeah, so goodness, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do some math because like I said, um, once you're in the industry, you can kind of, you understand, you really understand the difference and, and how important it is. Uh, but for everybody listening that might not be in food service, I'm going to sit here, uh, run some math and, and get some figures on just how many people you're providing, you know, food for on a daily basis, weekly, um, and kind of extrapolate it out a little bit. Um, so from here, I'm going to pass things over to Matt and he's going to go through, uh, some more questions with you. And then I'll tune back in once I get some of these, uh, these numbers crunched and we can kind of go over really just, like I said, quantify that impact. That sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. So Christina, uh, you touched on it a little bit. Um, do you mind giving us just a little bit more of a bird's eye view into a typical day? Oh, I would love to. I'm actually sitting in my office right now and I have a very large, um, picture window into my dining room. And right now I have about 15 residents that are eating. Um, coronavirus aside, a typical day would usually consist of we, my staff comes in at about five o'clock in the morning. We start serving at seven. There are usually groups of residents that come in together because this is also social time for them. Mm -hmm. um, so when they could, they would sit all at the same table. There's these little groups of women and little groups of men and, the men generally read their newspaper. The women, they talk about glasses or they talk about the men or <laughs> they have a whole system and it's a whole social interaction. But we do breakfast. Um, things kind of quiet down in between your typical breakfast and lunch hours. We'll have the few strangler, you know, stragglers that come in. And then uh, we do a lunch. Lunchtime is fairly busy. It actually tends to be people's favorite meal. And then uh, things quiet down again in the middle of the afternoon. And then at uh, about 4 o'clock, everybody kind of bomb rushes the dining room. So uh, 4 to 5.30 get really busy. Um, and then after that, we just kind of settle down and, and get ready for the evening. Okay. Um, so I want to touch on something. You, you mentioned that lunch is typically um, everyone's favorite meal. Um, do you have a have a thought as to why, maybe an inclination as to why that is? I do. In the environment that I work in right now, it's um, a lot of the residents get up very early and they eat very, very early or they're not hungry when they eat. They've lived a lifestyle in the past to where they need to get up and go to work or get up and work a farm or that type of thing. So they're used to not having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like lunch is their first meal of the day mentally. Breakfast is usually kind of like a quick little snack to get them going. And then lunch is their big meal. Okay. Okay. Kind of a way to split the day a little bit. Um, get a, Take a load off the feet and just, you know, mentally recap. Absolutely. And it's definitely, lunch is definitely the more social time. More, more residents are 
awake and kind of moving around and, you know, getting, getting their day. Like you said, just kind of breaking up the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think Craig is getting close to some of his calculations and (laughs) you probably don't realize this, but I think you make an extremely large impact in not only your residents, but when we start to quantify some of this, as far as meals and, you know, items and you just nutrition that you've provided to, you know, a large part of, you know, your population, your community, this is going to be pretty significant. I think this is going to, I think you're going to like this. I'm excited because I've never broken it down like that. To me, I just, I kind of look at the day to day and I make sure that everybody here is taken care of. Um, we pride ourselves. No, the company I work for definitely prides itself on this. I pride myself the most on it. I want to have a personal interaction with every one of the residents. I love to know their stories. I love to know what their favorite food is. Again, it touches a certain part of a person. You know, when you, you know, for your birthday, somebody usually would make, you know, you either go out to eat at your favorite place or you get your favorite meal made or something similar. And everybody just has such a good connection with food that just because these people are a little bit older and maybe don't have the capacities that they used to anymore, they still remember what their favorite foods are and mm-hmm. how it makes them feel. So Craig, you ready with it? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, thank God there's calculators. Uh, <laughs> this but, is big. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I've got some things. So, and I'd like to preface this. This is just off of the scheduled meals. So you said you've got that dining open from you know all hours of the, the morning and then into the evening. We're not even counting that. Um, so this is just your scheduled meals. You've got 63 residents and they eat three meals a day. Um, so your scheduled meals daily, again, we're going to combine breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. So this is just meals a day. Each day, you guys do 189 meals scheduled. In a week, it's 1,323 meals. In one year's time, you guys will serve 68,796 meals. In five years' time, you will serve 300,000 or 343,980 meals. And this is what's crazy. So, I mean, you've been in this food service world for 17 years. You know, taking those numbers, in 17 years, uh, this facility, at, that, at these rates, you would have served... 1,169,532 meals so far in your career, which a million is a lot. That's a, that's a big number. <laughs> a million um, anything is a, is a lot. <laughs> Once, uh, one comma. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in the thousands. When you, when you start talking two commas, you're in the millions now. And, and that's really where you are with, uh, with your career to this point. Um, and I, I did something else too, cause I, I really want people to understand. I mean, when you're just thinking about a number, it doesn't, like resonate as much because it's not relative um to make it relative a a person eating three meals per day would have to live 1068 years to eat that much food wow so like if if you are you you would have to be alive eating three meals a day and you'd have to live 1068 years and that's how much food you have you have given and again this is just scheduled we're not even talking about your guys dining room and so it's crazy i mean it it is absolutely crazy and when you talk about um getting into more of the sentiment of 
more just, of course, you have nutrition. You know, everyone needs to eat to survive. But what it means to a community, the memories it brings back from the past. You know, you're talking specifically in assisted living or healthcare centers. You have an older population. Um, food can bring them back, and you want that to be a positive experience. And a lot of people, you know, they're not as mobile. They can't do as much. That's how they relive those things is through food. And good food can bring them back to those moments. And so view a meal as an impression and that's kind of what i do uh it's not just you're not just feeding someone um even though that is you know pretty important you got to eat to survive you're you're taking them back and you're creating that impression so in your career at these numbers just on scheduled meals over a million impressions uh you've made christina and i want to say thank you and i'm sure thousands of people too would want to say thank you if uh, if they could for you doing that because it is awesome and that is why you're a champion of food uh really that is mind-blowing i've never broken it down that way ever and um what's crazy is i can i can tell you almost every resident that i've served food to and at least one story about them so now that i put that into numbers i'm like wow I have a lot of information stored in my head about a lot of people. Yeah, you got two commas. You got two commas. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the goal. Once you hit the two commas, you made it. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. gen- genuinely, uh, thank you. It's it's awesome. I'm a little humbled, to be honest. I've never, I've really never, I've never thought about the numbers. I've never thought about the people that. I mean, I think about the people that I serve, but I've never thought about the the impact in that, you know, in that way. Yeah. To me, these are all, you know, everybody I serve a meal to is family or a very close friend or they mean something to me. And I try to make my food come out that way. Um, I'm very blessed and very grateful that the company that I work for allows me to make food the way I want to make food. There are nutritional standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but our hands are not bound by a lot of other facilities, stringent requirements. So I get to make food more like what these residents are used to having, um, in their life. And it makes me really happy to be able to recreate one of their favorites and see the smile on their face and hear the story behind it. Um, you know, just a quick reflection, not one of us goes to a restaurant simply to eat the food ever true you don't go to that one restaurant like oh their chicken is outrageous but i'm just gonna sit here i'm not gonna appreciate the environment i'm not gonna have a conversation with my server i'm not gonna talk to anybody else but i only came here for this piece of chicken that's not the case if you that was the case you'd make a piece of chicken at home yeah (laughs) and sit by yourself but you know you go there for the experience and the whole dining experience is what we definitely try to give people here it's what i try to give people anywhere that I've ever worked. Yeah. And, you know, and and that's why we're doing this, uh, Christina, we've, uh, you know, Matt and I, we have the benefit of interacting with, uh, food service. Um, and it's, it's been eye opening. Uh, Matt and I are a couple younger guys. We're in our late twenties here. Um, but just seeing the depth of the knowledge and really the amazing people in this industry, uh, we think that people need need to know uh and gosh thank you because that is a perfect picture uh episode one 
um christina curry champion of food uh just wow thank you so much thank you guys i'm really grateful that you asked me to be on your show we're not done yet though um because i know we uh, i'm gonna do my best to try to segue into some of the just the questions that we wanted to ask you just to get a little bit more information on you and your staff and some other things um so just first off um was one thing you wish the general public understood about your job um and food service in general Say the beginning of that again. I'm sorry. How I missed it. Um, what is the one thing or one thing you wish the general public understood about you know your role um, and in food service in general? Oh my goodness. Um, oh, patience is a virtue. Maybe. Um, I know that that we make it look so quick and easy. And you know the food industry has become an instant gratification type of deal lately. But it's not, and good quality should take just a tiny bit of time at least. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've experienced a lot of impatience in this industry, not necessarily where I work now. I'm thinking more of a uh, mass kind of thing. But, um, yeah, patience. Patience is a virtue. Enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy being out, especially now going forward. Not being able to go out and not being able to enjoy a different atmosphere now is a good time to think about being patient when you go out to eat and just enjoying the fact that you're out and about. Mm -hmm. It's so funny in, in life, you know, we try to, we try to create and invent things that, you know, make convenience, but with convenience comes like a, you know, a peace of mind, but you also take things for granted. Um, and we kind of want to, we want to do our best to circle back and get away from that, especially with everything going on right now. It's, it's even a bigger reminder um, to not take things for granted. Um, don't take, you know, people that you come in contact with for granted. Don't take, um, you know, whatever position you are in your, your job, your industry, certain things, don't take that for granted because, you know, there's, there's one thing I think we just talked about. It's how big of an impact you can make. Um, but don't ever forget that. Don't forget what other people are doing for you and, um, certain other things like that. So, um, thanks for kind of reminding me personally, of those things and just, you know, daily reminders, um, of the good in people and the good, the good in, in us all. So, um, you said it at the very beginning, we want to see the human element of this. Um, I kind of want to make a, just a slight tran transition because, you know, we also talked about all of the, the meals that you've served over your time, um, in the role that you're in. So that must make you very close with your staff. I mean, you guys have to be extremely in sync, um, in order to feed that many people, um, a day, like per day, per week, uh, per year. Um, how do you do it? Like, how do you maintain that relationship, that working balance with your staff? Uh, you said it humanity. We're all humans. I don't treat my staff any different than I would want to be treated. I am a huge advocate for not asking somebody to do something. If I can't do it, um, That's you great. know, some people might think, yeah, some people might think it's a problem. Like I delegate decent, well, decently well, but I'm just as willing to jump in and give a helping hand and I know what I'm doing. And that in itself lends respect. It's hard to, it's hard in this industry to earn respect. You really have to show it and earn it. Um, and I, I try really hard to, I want my staff to understand that I'm right there. If they have a problem, personal or professional, my door is always open. Um, I try to be understanding and, um, they know where I stand on certain issues, and I think that's important. There's very clear lines. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've, and that's about it. Personally, uh, I've met with a, a lot of you know kitchen managers and directors at this point, and the one common denominator that everybody has, every single one of you guys have, is you lead from the front. Um, totally leading from the front. I mean, anything that you might be instructing or, or showing someone how to do, you've done it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oft, oftentimes done it for a long time. Um, and that's really cool because I've noticed it's like little units. Um, all these kitchens are, are little units. Um, and it's a really cool thing to see. Uh, and you know, it comes from the top down from what I've seen for sure. Yeah, we are definitely a little unit here. Um, we're a very tight crew. We all text constantly. (laughs) And so, um, I appreciate my staff. And I think that that is another thing that's very underrated in this industry. Um, Sometimes you'll get the chefs that kind of make it to the top and they make it to a position of like where I am. And um, they forget, you know, you forget what it took to get there. And I will, I have vowed, oh, when I was in culinary school, the things that I went through, not only as a woman in the industry, but just as a single mom, as a woman, as a new, a new person in the industry, as a rookie, the things that I experienced, I vowed to never make anybody else feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so that has definitely um, shaded the way that I manage, for sure. Okay, so I have two more questions for you, Christina, as we kind of wrap up. I think these are in line. So um, I'm going to start pretty simple one with just what's the most rewarding part of your day? Um, my residents are the most rewarding part of my day. They getting to just talk with them talking about food, but mostly just talking to them, knowing that I made somebody happy and I put a smile on their face and they're fed and, you know, somebody who had a weight issue is gaining weight and they're ecstatic about it. Mm -hmm. That makes my day. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, So I think that will actually transition into this one because you started it with some of your first stories about how, you know, there's always a memory. There's, you know, bigger meeting meaning surrounding, you know, a meal, you know, the environment, and then ultimately just the memory of a certain meal, a certain type of food, or just the setting in which you're in with certain people. Um, so I know it's going to be hard. Um, and I'm going to ask you for one, but what is one memory that you have, um, in your job that you'll never forget? Oh my goodness. That is a hard one. Um, I, in this industry here in long-term health care, sometimes residents aren't able to eat what they want um, due to, you know, physical issues. And I think that one of the most memorable was when I, I made a dish and I made it in a way to where it was a different texture. And I know this is a little more complicated, but it was a different texture than what it should have been. Therefore, this resident could eat it. Um, And he cried. Hmm. And he said, thank you. And I get emotional thinking about it because, you know, he, that's all he wanted. He just wanted to taste that again. And he wasn't allowed, you know, he couldn't eat it because of the way his throat would constrict when he swallowed. So I had to make it in a different way for him, Mm -hmm. but still have all the flavors there. And he did. He, a grown man, very tough old man, (laughs) um, He cried and he said, thank you. And he said that he's been wanting to taste that for years. 
Wow. That's probably my most memorable. That's incredible. And I'm sure that's not the only story that you have like that. Um, I'm sure that's, that's uh, happened quite a lot knowing, you know, getting to know you a little bit better throughout this and, you know, everything you stand for and why, why you do what you do. Um, I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for kind of a look-see into your day-to-day, um, letting us uh, get to know you a little bit better. And um, just, uh, just again, just thank you so much for coming on, being our first champion of food. I know I speak for Craig and everyone at X-Rust when I say thank you. Um, it This was a blast. Yeah. yeah, it really was. I appreciate it very much. It's nice to be able to give the world a, a, a different perspective. When you think nursing home, you think, oh, well, maybe food, it's not that good. And I'm going to be honest, that's what I thought when I started, I interviewed here. And then I, I got my uh, perception completely changed. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you letting me just change other people's perception. Of course, that's what, yeah, that's what it's about. Um, we, we realize that. I think everyone, that's what the uh, general kind of public consensus is and we want to shed light on it and that's exactly what you did and so thank you so much um for uh tuning in here uh and helping us uh spread kind of spread what you guys are doing uh day in and day out yeah thank you so much